You know, the scale makes you completely crazy, yet you keep going back. What is it that you're hoping for? And when will you finally call enough with that little box on the ground? Welcome to the Love Your Food, Love Yourself, Love Your Life podcast. I am Tammy, your fun-loving and often quirky host. I have been a dietitian for close to 20 years where I've helped countless women transform not only their relationship with food, but more importantly themselves. I believe to my core that as you start peeling back the layers to loving your food and yourself, you end up loving your life like never before. And now is the time, my friend. It is time to break up with diet culture, shift your current stories, rev up your internal wisdom, and recognize that every body regardless of size, not only deserves dignity and respect, but can be healthy because your habits and how you love on yourself is truly what matters. In this podcast, we have real conversations about struggles, insecurities, and false beliefs with loving ourselves and each other through the lens of curiosity, anti-judgment, intuitive eating, spirituality, journaling, and a heaping dose of laughter maybe some tears, but always a whole lot of realness. Hey friends, it's Tammy and I have my good friend, Beth here. Would you like to say hi, Beth? Hey everyone. And today we are going to be talking about how I broke up with the scale without looking back. And so really what this is going to be is Beth asking me some questions So I guess you could say I'm going to be on the hot seat a little bit today. (laughs) I guess I'm the guest a little bit. So we're talking about this because, you know, that scale, that lovely pesky little scale, that little piece of plastic or metal or maybe glass, if you're really fancy, I never had a glass scale. It was never that fancy, (laughs) right? But nevertheless, it's this thing that sits on the ground. It never rises up above that, you know, whatsoever. And so today I thought I would just share a little bit about my journey, about how I broke up with that scale. And then in the following weeks too, we're going to be diving even more into kind of how to handle, you know, this decision, should you choose to uh, break up with the, the scale as well. So I think without further ado, Beth, would you like to take us away? Yeah, this is going to be so much fun for me. And I think that those of you who are interested in breaking up with the scale, but you might feel a little bit of hesitation or concern or fear, this episode is going to be so awesome for you because you'll get to hear a little bit more about how Tammy did it and what her experience was. And like she had mentioned, we'll have more episodes in the future to help support you should you decide to take that step for yourself. And I'll just say like from the experience I've had with clients as well, the there's just a lot of liberation to be discovered when they do finally make that decision, but we also want to honor that it's can be scary, right? It can be scary to one of my clients said it's like I'm I'm not only breaking up with a scale, I'm breaking up with a friend. It was like an accountability partner for me for years, maybe even decades. And to just throw that away and not have that as a gauge of your success or of how you're doing 
can be terrifying. So I just want to honor the real and true felt feelings that can come along with the whole concept of tossing that scale out the window, because it's not necessarily something that just comes super easily. So let's talk to Tammy. And I just want to start with just a a really general question. And I just want to ask you, Tammy, take me back to a time when you still use the scale. And can you just tell us a little bit what that was like for you and what was going on for you during this time in your life when the scale was on your bathroom floor, (laughs) ready for you to jump on at any moment? Yeah. Well, I feel like for me personally, and this is, you know, really important to highlight is that every single person has kind of a different story. So we really honor that. And I would never anticipate that, you know, my story is exactly the same as somebody else's. Uh, You may find some similarities in it, but I just really honor that everyone's is different. (laughs) So for me personally, when I think back about the scale, it was like an ebb and a flow. For me personally, I had times where I was checking it constantly and wanting to every day being like, oh, is it down? <laughs> is it is it going to be down? Did I do enough things to have it down? And then there was points in my life where I was like, I just can't even go there, right? So it was almost like I would just kind of avoid it. I don't know exactly how many years ago this was, but I'm guessing probably about 10 years ago, at least, if not more, I'm not sure, but I can really vividly remember (laughs) kind of two points uh, with my scale history. And the first one, like I said, was about that 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more. And I was being kind of the dutiful dietitian of doing all the things in terms of meal planning, food tracking, food prepping. I was using the MyFitnessPal. I was tracking everything that I ate, you know, down to the morsel because I was finally going to take care of myself. Like that's how I thought about it was that I needed to take care of myself. And the only way to do that was to make sure that that scale was going down. And I will say this was after both children, because what happened is, you know, I had two children and of course your weight goes up when you're pregnant, which is completely and totally normal. (laughs) It's like celebrated, but then, you know, the baby weight, quote unquote, baby weight didn't go right down. And so this point was when my youngest child was, you know, probably toddlerhood. And so this was when it was like, okay, I'm finally going to take care of myself. And I was tracking everything and the scale just wasn't moving like at all. I mean, maybe it was like a pound down and then it would be a pound up and then a pound down. And then like, it was literally just not moving at all. And I was doing all the things I was tracking. I was prepping. I was eating all the right foods. I was going to the gym. I was waking up at like stupid hours to go to the gym, working full-time. Well, I wasn't technically in the office full-time, but I basically, between volunteer work and working, I was working more than full-time, taking care of a family, you know, all the things. And it literally just would not budge at all. 
And so I can recall so clearly sitting down at a table where an office where Beth and I actually met (laughs) uh, years ago. And we were, I don't know if you were there, Beth, I don't think you were, but I was sitting there talking to other dietitians that you and I know, and um, I told them what I was doing. And I was like, you guys, like, what's, you know, what's wrong? Like, why is this not working? And most people said, I don't know. One of the other dietitians said, well, maybe your cortisol levels are really high, meaning your stress response is really high. And I thought, okay, yeah, it's probably is stress. So I just chalked it up to stress. It's stress's fault. And my life is stressful and I can't do anything about it. So yeah, it's just, I just have to come into acceptance of this is just how it's going to be. And maybe one day in the future, I'll finally feel better. But right now it's not available for me. And another person had said to me, well, what I think of when you work out, when you work out, you need to work out so hard that you almost want to vomit. And like, that's how hard you need to be working out. So this was the advice I was receiving from other people in our field, you know? And so again, I was just like, I felt so lost and I just thought, I, I don't know what I'm doing. This is crazy. So insert me stopping caring for a while again, where I just thought, well, I can't do anything about it. So I might as well not care and just let the scale do what the scale is going to do, I, whatever. And so I really kind of came into this like disconnection again. Can I just point out, Tammy, something that you said that I, I want to emphasize for the audience listening? And that is that Tammy went to a group of dietitians and said, why is my weight not, not budging? And a group of highly qualified dietitians literally had an answer of, I don't know to work until they work out until you like throw up. I mean, isn't that insane that that is, you know, I guess for me, it showcases the complexity of weight and how there's so much that even the, the professionals who are studying this, the researchers who are in the lab studying weight release and weight gain, they don't have all the answers, you know? And then I also just want to point out, Tammy, you said, you chalked it up to stress. Well, it's stress. Like that's what it is. And you were on some level treating yourself. And this is, I was there too. So not throwing stones at you or anybody else who felt this way, but it's like your body was a problem that needed to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've been there. So I totally, I mean, I thought my body was this giant problem that needed to be fixed as well. So I resonated with that when you mentioned, and not only was my body a problem, but I was extremely inadequate, not only as a person, but as a dietitian, because I couldn't figure it out. Yes. Like it was this responsibility. And I, just, as I said that I actually got like chills up my legs because I can, I can just so remember that feeling. And I'm super curious if anyone listening can resonate with that, you know, that it's like, I'm supposed to take care of my body and I can't figure it out. And so I basically really kind of suck as a human, you know, for lack of better words. And as a professional, right? Because I went through that same thing too, Tammy, where if I couldn't figure myself out, how was I supposed to help my clients who are having the same issues? And there's a lot of imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And you really start to question, at least I did. And it sounds like you did too. You start to question like, what do I really know what I'm doing? Right. Is this- <laughs> Why do I even have this degree? 
Yeah. Cause it's so, yeah. Cause I mean, we'll, we'll be honest, getting a degree in dietetics, there was a huge emphasis on weight management Mm -hmm. and there's certifications to this day that dietitians can receive in weight management for adults and pediatrics. And so it's, it's like a component of our education, a very strong one, good, bad, or otherwise. And I have to say that this was actually after going to a conference and as dietitians, we do have all of this, you know, knowledge thrown at us. And I would say in our undergrad timeframe, a big portion of it is calories in, calories out, calories in, calories out. Like that's what we're taught. Now, Beth and I fast forward, know that the complexities of metabolism go far, far, far beyond that. But I can remember <laughs> going to a conference and one of the uh, conference topics was talking about how the only way for fat to be released out of a cell is through calcium. And so potentially people aren't losing weight because they don't have adequate calcium. So you know what I did? I took calcium supplements. I mean, like, so I was trying all of these things, you know, I, I tried other, uh, health supplements, you know, that were claimed to be natural and, Oh, some of those were really, really, really bad and probably contributed to my digestive problems that I now have, um, and that I've, that I've managed that are managed now, but, um, some of those things did not do me well. And of course, part of the work and the reason that Beth and I are so passionate about talking about these things is because we want to help others who have felt that way and that have fallen into these same traps and to hopefully prevent the next generation from even having to fall into these traps. So anyhow, back to the story <laughs> of my relationship, unless there's, is there something else you wanted to add, Beth? No, I was actually, I was going to ask you another question um, as you're kind of continuing on the story. And I was curious, you know, you had this whole, this period where it was, uh, your body was a problem that needed to be fixed. You couldn't figure it out. You know, sometimes you cared, sometimes you didn't. So like, how did you get to that point where you just we're done with the scale. You just couldn't do it anymore. And can you tell me and the audience listening, like what really solidified your decision to break up with the scale? Yeah. So fast forward from kind of that moment I was talking about before and my husband and I decided to make a change in our life. And because we were both kind of workhorses stress, you know? And so in my mind, I was thinking stress, like that's, that's the problem that needs to be solved. And so when the opportunity came up for us to move from Colorado to Florida, I thought, ah, finally I can shift my life intentionally and therefore I won't have stress anymore. And I can, you know, really start to actually work on my health that had been the anchor, like that had been what had been holding me of my thoughts of this is the piece that I still finally need to fix. And so I'm, I'm going to do this with, with moving. So we moved and I don't know why I thought that would help my stress because <laughs> moving is extremely stressful and acclimating into a new environment and culture and, you know, just figuring out all the things. So insert complete stress overload and really started having a lot of problems with inflammation and gut issues and back pain and just 
I was having cold sores on my face up the wazoo. I mean, every other day, unless I was taking supplements at really high doses. I mean, I had days where I didn't want to get out of bed. Literally, I didn't have the energy to to get out of bed. So I thought, okay, I need to really figure this out. It was funny because I was at a time in my life where I was like, do I still want to be a dietitian? Or maybe I just want to completely change my career because maybe that's what I need. And then I started getting pretty sick. And therefore, I was reminded as to why I actually got into nutrition from the get-go was that food can be pretty amazing to help people with how they physically feel when you're focusing on a on a physical ailment like that. But you know, my my body was talking um, very strongly, and I really needed to to do something. So insert, I started looking into anti-inflammatory and nutrition and, you know, really learning about functional nutrition and, you know, and all of these pieces. And so I didn't want to just work on nutrition. So I was focused on nutrition, but I was also doing really gentle body movement. I was really focused on body movement. I was focused on learning about stress management. So this is when I really started learning about, you know, mindfulness and meditation and breath work and, you know, kind of all of these other pieces. And I was also focused on water intake and sleep. Sleep was a big one for me. And so I was really trying to really take on kind of this holistic approach to my health of thinking, I finally figured it out. So it's like, I hit this, the peak of the mountain finally, right? It was like, I finally figured out all the pieces. I needed to do all of these other things to really take care of my body. But really it was more of like, so I can control my health. That was more of the mindset of, I need to control how my body is happening. I have a responsibility to take care of my health. And I was doing all of these things. And I, I did start feeling great. I started being able to get out of bed. I, I stopped having cold sores all the time. I, you know, my energy was better. My, my stomach issues were, were getting better. However, <laughs> I would get on that scale and the scale still wasn't moving or it was going up. And I just lost it. I just lost it. I was just like, what am I doing to myself? And it was almost like a self-screaming match, I guess, is really what it was. It was just, what are you doing, Tammy? You are feeling better than you have felt in so long. You are taking care of yourself. Why are you letting this stupid little box on the ground dictate how you end up feeling the rest of the day? Yeah, it's like you had a a moment of clarity and <laughs> that this little box on the floor. I love that because we give so much power to the scale. Yes. Like when we really, when we really look at it for what it is, that scale can make our day. It can break our day. And what I'm hearing you say is it was, you were doing all the things to really take care of yourself in a holistic manner. Mm-hmm. And the number on the scale was taking that all away from you. All of that hard work, all of that success, that celebration that you could have been having Mm -hmm. was literally just taken away with a stupid number on this little box. Yeah, absolutely. 
it was kind of this merge of the stupid little box, (laughs) right? And also, you know, looking at my health from, again, that, that lens of what my body needed. And there were certain foods that were basically causing inflammation in my body, but cutting those foods out really reactivated my diet brain that had been present for so long, kind of running in the background that I hadn't fully addressed. And so when I had to cut those foods out and then between that scale, not cooperating with me, that was when I had to really go back to intuitive eating and like relearn what I had learned about intuitive eating and really like reapply it to myself. And yeah, it was, um, it is a very vivid time. And crazily enough, something else that had happened in that time frame is someone here in the community where I live at, uh, a student who was recovering from an eating disorder. She was doing a lot of advocacy in the area and she had actually planned an event to bash the scale. And so this came shortly after I had already broke up with the scale, but then she had this event and I just have to really, I just want to shout her out and say, thank you for, for this, you know, and for having that event, it was very um, serendipitous timing. But what we did is we actually wrote a note, like she had scales there, or you could bring a scale. So I used one of her scales that, that she had, but I wrote a note on the scale, kind of a breakup letter with the scale. And then we put it into a plastic bag so that, you know, when we're breaking that scale, all the pieces didn't fly everywhere. And she had a big tarp out on the football field here. And we took baseball bats to the scales. So inside the plastic bag, I mean, we just were hammering, you know, hammering that scale with a baseball bat. And just for me personally, that was a very liberating feeling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kind of be like, you have drugged me down for long enough and I am done with you. I am hundred percent breaking up with you physically, metaphorically, all of the things. Tammy, thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a fun visual that you shared <laughs> of just literally bashing the scale. You know, we say toss the scale out the window or, or bash the scale in. And you literally did that. Like you literally didn't just metaphorically do it. You took a baseball bat to a <laughs> scale and bashed it in. I mean, how cool is that? And then, and then you wrote that letter. And I think some people need that extra piece, right? Where it's like a releasing of something that's no longer serving them, you know? And so that's really neat that you actually did that. And I'm curious then, Tammy, like how have you handled not having, I mean, has it been since that moment that you haven't had a scale and have you ever had the desire to check your weight and just kind of check in, you know, see where you're at with neutrality or whatever? Yeah. I, I really have not had any desire. I feel like for me personally, this is again, a very personal decision for everybody, but for me personally, there's just no use because I, I know so much now about how that number literally means nothing for me. Now we'll talk about this in future episodes, but that number can be meaningful for certain people. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. But for me, 
it, it, it tells me absolutely nothing. You know, there's been, there's been a few times where it's maybe crept in of, well, maybe, right. But then when I stop and I think about it and I say, well, what am I going to get from that? What is that going to give me? And then also like, what do I lose? And the cost of, for me, the cost of checking and the thought of losing my peacefulness around being able to listen to my body as the expert versus the scale, I'm just not willing to lose that. And so my family knows that. And we didn't have a scale in the house for a long time, but um, my husband wanted one. (laughs) And so it's kind of fun because, you know, he wanted one. And so we did get one, but it's kind of funny because I hide it all the time. I put it all over the, all over the house (laughs) and he has to find it if he wants it. And we, we actually use the scale to like weigh our dog probably more than anything actually, (laughs) but, but we do have one here now and the, and my kids are aware that I don't, I don't care. I don't check it. They know this. Uh, My doctor's office knows this. I had ankle surgery and I still didn't know my, my weight. I just don't care. I just really, I just really don't care. Yeah. Like you said, it's just what you know to be true for you. And I think just to emphasize like that curiosity may come up for another person. And if they don't feel like the number is going to completely ruin their day, they may step on the scale and it's okay. Um, We do the same thing, Tammy. (laughs) We weigh our dog. We got a rescue Mm -hmm. (laughs) about nine months ago and she was poor thing. I mean, malnourished skin and bones, see her hip bones. And um, we, we use it to weigh her to ensure that (laughs) she's, you know, kind of gaining the weight that she needs to, to be healthy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether or not you have a scale in your house, it doesn't matter. It's what I'm hearing, Tammy, you say is it's that question, is this going to make or break my peace for the day? Mm -hmm. And then you get to decide the answer to that. And if you want to move forward. Yeah. So yeah, this was great to hear your story, Tammy. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for holding the space to allow me to share. I'm not sure how many elements of it you've actually even heard, but I do hope that just by hearing my story, I hope that someone out there who's listening can really decide what their story can be with this scale. Cause we all have a story about it. I mean, let's be real. You know, we all have a story, but you know, I just want to really empower people that you can decide how your story is going to uh, unfold. You know, like you can turn the page and and decide what that's, what that's going to be. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode and our transformational takeaway for this episode is that even though you may be deciding about your own personal story and how you want to handle this, I hope that underlying what you have received is that the scale is not only the worst way to measure your body's well-being, it is the last thing we need dictating our emotional well-being. All right, that's it for today, my friends. Thank you so much for taking precious time out of your day to connect here. You listened because there is some part of you that is interested in learning to love your food, love yourself, and love your life. But if you're like most women, you have already been down this road before, wishing, hoping, and wanting for something to finally actually work but things don't change. That being said, if you're committed to creating long-term change, then whatever you do, consider joining our brand new Uplift community. 
It's a private and safe Facebook community where you're supported by peers and two professional dietitians and intuitive eating counselors. Again, thank you so much for being here. Much love.